It's me. It's Monday. It's week 42. And you are listening to the StockInvest.us podcast, Trading Tips with Jim. In last week's podcast, I told you that I think this may be a bad, bad week in the markets. I will again have a quick look at the markets. Do I still mean the same? Will this be a very shitty week for most investors or will it be a green week? Well, looking at last week, I told you I thought Nasdaq would manage to go for green, but Nasdaq didn't manage to go for green last week. Down 0.18% for Nasdaq struggling with the resistance above. Dow Jones had a little bit better week, up 0.8% for Dow Jones. On the other side, gold and oil had a fabulous week. And as I told you, be invested into war, oil and gold, and especially war, got a lot of attention last week as the Israelis are entering into Gaza, preparing for entering to Gaza, and the tension is rising in the Middle East. And as predicted, oil prices just pushed upwards, gold is also pushing upwards. But more importantly, you could also read more about how much money the war industry is making as we speak. So without any further ado, that is the place where you want to be. You want to be into war stocks because the these things will not de-escalate anytime soon. Before going on the podcast, I heard that uh, there is uh, a wish from uh, Israel, Egypt to uh, have a, a ceasefire in Gaza. But this is just a temporary ceasefire to let uh, the civilians out of the area. The tension is still super sky high and this can easily, easily get out of control. We will just have to play it day by day. But in the meantime, the war industry, the warlords, they are raking in money and you should do the same thing. You should be having a part of your portfolio into the war industry. I told you this over and over again, almost to the boring. And the profit and the dividend, they are going to skyrocket. And if I'm correct that the again markets will have a no type, well, then you do not want to be in the very high losing end you want to be where it's some less losses in the stocks while you get dividends as well and in my opinion that leaves the oil that leaves the war industry and gold is just the one nice things to have in the back end by the way gold was up more than three percent last week uh, and today before uh, markets open is trading around 1926 dollars Oil, on the other hand, was uh, up from last week and currently trading around 87. And I think we'll just see a continuous push. And if you check the news like I do, it's easily to get confused because some last week said that oil will collapse. Now, oil will really collapse. It will be the worst time to be in oil stocks as uh, the, the market for oil will just simply collapse. That might be the first lesson of the day. What are the news sources you use and how can you check what is somewhat good information and what is somewhat bad information? That is indeed extremely hard because there are so many uh, incentives behind news. So why were so much of this oil collapse news pushed last week? Well, if you follow a little bit deeper, you know that uh, Biden and his administration is not trying to force the $60 cap on the Russian oil. And when either it's Biden or either it's big corporate media, if it's analytics or big enough traders, they are able to push news, trying to push things in their direction. So you should also always question the motive. What is the motive behind the news you are reading? 
and eventually we'll understand that it is really hard to figuring out what is the correct thing so then uh, you're left looking at charts because charts often tell much easier about the long-term segment and it might very well be that oil will go down as i told you i believe oil will be on a rally and after that we should just get out of oil share but right now it's the good place to be and as you know in the one thousand dollar challenge i've invested into uh, occidental i told you that last monday i will try to go into occidental sadly uh, i had to go out of tetra uh, technology uh, but I also said that Tetra probably would do very good, and Tetra did indeed do very good last week. But I went into Occidental at 63.35, posted that on the YouTube video. Uh, as promised, that once I bought it, I would uh, give you the buy level. We will get back to that. I can tell you that uh, the bet is so far up in dollar, but we will get back to that at the end of the podcast. Last week I told you what would happen during the week and the things to look out for and I also said that I thought inflation numbers would come up at the very high end of the estimates and inflation did. And uh, inflation is so important that it's well went to spend another one, two, three minutes on inflation, though it's been repeated over and over again in the podcast. Inflation consists of many things, but the highest of them is energy, the energy cost. And uh, as oil go up, inflation will not go down. So the scenario where everyone is predicting, because now the expert says that uh, uh, inflation uh, will go down, interest rates will go down. Uh, before, if you remember back uh, two, three years ago, when I told you that inflation will go sky high, that, uh, then experts said the opposite. It will not go high, and if it goes, it will just be transitory. But you heard me say over and over again uh, that inflation would go sky high, much higher than people think. And indeed, it did. It went up to almost 8% in US, and that uh, is number being washed because the real inflation is much, much higher than that. In Europe, some places, it went much even higher. I think here in Lithuania, where I'm sitting, it was uh, uh, recorded at 27% inflation. And then uh, a lot of uh, speaking about inflation will go down. Inflation went down. It's currently sitting around 3.7% year over year, way over the 2% limit. And if we know that uh, inflation will be the basis for the Fed decisions, how Fed will treat the interest rates. And if we know that the interest rates, they will directly affect how the stock market will do. Because it's so simple. If you can get huge uh, percent in the bank, money will flow to the bank, to the bonds, whatever it is, to much safer location. That is how the big uh, players do it. And that is why uh, you cannot fight against it. Because if the big money moves, the market moves. And the question is now when... The rest, the real big money, the pensions fund and all of these big players, they will have to mitigate their risk even more because they're playing with your money, your pension money, and they have rules to play by and they will at some point push more of your money into secure items, being interest rates, being bonds and other uh, kind of options. 
And when they do that, they will have to take the money out of the stock market because they're heavily invested into stock market. And if you do not believe me, check out what the GP Morgan is saying, uh, BlackRock is saying, uh, uh, many of the head tops, they think the same thing. It's kind of obvious. So if inflation is not going anywhere, neither will interest rates do. I say and I say and I repeat it over again, interest rates will go higher than you think. And while we might get some of the economy in order, while we might get more production into India, because I warned you about the China situation and all these problems, but we see uh, as a result of these things, of course, import from China and uh, in-house, meaning production inside each country is growing. These things are good, but uh, it's far, far from over. And with the Middle East uh, increasing in tension, it can at any time blow out to a full war with uh, Iran allies and if Iran goes to war you can expect more countries to join. Suddenly we will have a hammock in the Middle East, oil will go sky 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 high, everything about logistics will become such a huge issue uh, that inflation will be uh, at numbers we haven't seen for decades. We have to go back to the 80s actually uh, to see similar. The chances for this is very high. Uh, actually, it is above 50% in my opinion that we'll have a huge escalation in the Middle East. And if it's not the Middle East, then it will be what I told you for years now, and uh, which I was expecting in the first half of the year, the Taiwan conflict. Luckily, it's still not uh, gone live. Uh, it is just bruising under the surface hard wordings, uh, trade agreements being shifted, uh, tariffs being put, but it's still not physical, but it's brewing up and it's a high likelihood that that as well will come. So we all have things on the bad, bites, bad, bad side. These are the geopolitical issues and sadly they will play into how you will play your market and how you should play your market and your investments. Because if I'm anywhere close to being right, and sadly I often am, uh, then markets will have a die due to the geopolitical issues. And uh, that will uh, that will cause, uh, of course, hard to make money while trading, because that's the one thing that we do. And that brings me to the lesson number two, which is the same that I repeated over and over again. Uh, increase your profit, reduce your losses. That is how you want to try to play the game. And one way we can reduce our losses is being a little bit smarter in how we invest and what we invest into. So I might not be correct that oil will go sky high, uh, uh, but for sure, uh, the war industry, because there is a certain lag in profits and payments in production and all these things. Uh, so for sure, war industry uh, will and should be a good place to be. And if you combine the three of them, gold, oil, war, you should somewhat have a possible good return. At least I do. So I imagine you will as well. Then you can play a bit uh, risky with the rest. Uh, and there is a few things that you should know. That's one thing that you should know that the market is still very, very pricey. And how come the market is pricey despite stocks falling and some falling very badly? Well, because the profit margins 
are falling. All of this repeated over and over again how things will play out and they are actually playing out exactly as they were supposed to do. And that uh, of course brings us into the quarter season because quarter season is here and on Wednesday, usually it's Wednesday for some reason that is the important day of the week. Uh, after market on close you will have Netflix and Tesla numbers on Wednesday. And this is something the market will follow closely, see how these big players are doing. Luckily, there is not much uh, economic data coming in, so I think that it will be the quarter results and I think it will be the geopolitical situation that will cause uh, the actual changes in the market. On top of this, we have the fact that Nasdaq is in the medium term in a negative trend. And I checked the chart uh, before going in, new chart line was drawn, new trend lines was drawn and it's negative and it's in the top of the trend. RSE went high because we had three relative somewhat okay weeks uh, and it's turning in relative strength index and that is everything is pointing towards a red week for Nasdaq. Before concluding, <coughs> we will have a quick look uh, at the signals and what do the buy and sell signals. So as you know, they've been very, very low for a long time and they still remain low. Across all the tickers that we analyzed, 20% have buy signal low figure there. Nasdaq only 11%, while New York Stock Exchange 14%, London only 12%, and Tokyo also 12%. These are on the absolute, absolute lower end, and normally they signal a super duper buying opportunity. And that makes me slightly confused, uh, because normally I would then bet uh, for a good market and increase my investments. And as you know, three weeks ago, uh, when I said I thought there was the end of the red week, that we will have green weeks ahead, I also said that I would increase my investments, and that I did. So I've been lucky having somewhat okay three weeks last week. Now, before the podcast starts, I have to rethink again, so how will I position myself? Buy signals are extremely low. This might be a buying opportunity. We might go into two last months of just frantic upturn on Nasdaq. While... As we know, when things are very high or very low, they can fall even faster. So I am uh, in the situation where I have to choose. Should I take the chance? Should I be smart, mitigate my risk? Uh, how will I play it? Well, I still have a huge part of my portfolio into gold, world, uh, gold, war and oil, because I believe they will hold good up if I'm wrong. And if I'm right, they should also go somewhat but what about the other part? For the week ahead of us, given the situation uh, and the tension that is in the, uh, the world right now, the geopolitical tension that is in the world, my bet will be that it will be a red week for Nasdaq. We are with a situation where the numbers are so low that the fear is so high in the market and maybe you can feel it yourself that you are totally uncertain. You are sitting with one finger on the buy, one finger on the buy uh, button, one on the sell uh, button. You, 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 you're just not able to decide. Well, I feel exactly the same thing because this can easily go the right way, but it can easily also go the absolutely worst way of them all, straight down. My bet will be a red week uh, and uh, I will not be surprised if it will be a really bad week. That being said, on the other hand, uh, it might also be a good week 
course, we are in a situation where things will flip very fast. So what is the biggest conclusion of it all? Will it be it well that will be it will be a volatile week. And with volatility, you can trade. Maybe you saw last week how the market moved from quite much uh, red into quite much green. I think it was Monday or Tuesday. And it was like that all the week. And that is where you can make a lot of money if you are a day trader. For the week ahead, I believe it will be a red week. I will be a little cautioned, but let's have a quick look into the other things uh, on the topic. And of course, that is the $1,000 chance where I'm trying to grow $1,000 as fast as I can. I'm still floating above uh, Nasdaq. I'm still floating into profit, but it's been a little tricky uh, over the last few weeks. I am in the uh, right shares at the right time, but I'm not able to sell them as good as I should. And some of the reason for this is because I try to give you the upper hand by following uh, every move that I do. So you can see that it's actual, that it's real, that I'm not doing anything. So uh, I will often try to post, uh, often I would try to say in the podcast where I think things will be and what level I will go out or I will post it on the YouTube videos. If you listen to the Spotify uh, version of these things, uh, there is a YouTube version on that where I will be able to comment and I will comment when I buy, when I sell, uh, etc. And while speaking about these things, why don't you just give me a like if you like the podcast and comment below. That will help the podcast to grow. Enough commercial, back to the $1,000 challenge. So what uh, is happening? Well, I got into Occidental, as I told you last Monday, I would try to buy Occidental. Oxy is the ticker, OXY is the ticker. Buffett company, by the way, uh, because I thought there would be a 10, maybe 20% upside, which I can benefit from. Uh, and I just wanted to be a, a bit safe in case things went sideways. So it was not the most like the biggest gainer of them all. And we need to take huge chances in this challenge because I'm not here to grow a few percent. Uh, I think the portfolio now is up some seven, eight, nine percent, but we are talking about doubling, tripling the money. That's what I'm trying to do, trying to do what I did so many years ago. Off to a slow start, I agree to that, uh, but uh, Occidental was bought $63.35 last Monday. And one guy comment, ouch, because he probably thought I did uh, the bad trade. Turnout, it was quite okay because by the end of the week, Oxy ended at 64.37, up 1.61%. While Nasdaq was down 0.8%, I was able to make 1.68% from Oxy, even double as good as Dow Jones. I'm not sure if it will hold up that good during the week. Uh, we will see. But the plan is that I will stay into Oxy because the market is so challenging right now. And I will try to find some good candidates. And I already mentioned to you, I think it's good time to be in uh, in also Sumerica, another penny stock, uh, which easy can start to go. It's been a slow, boring, boring uh, thing. But when that stock first starts to move, and I think it's fundamental place, a good place to be. And while talking about Sumerica, Sumerica is a, a um, company delivering uh, medical products to the pet industry, tests, etc, etc. Yesterday, I was uh, listening to a podcast while being at the gym. 
love to do that while either running or uh, doing exercise, listening to a good podcast. And I was listening to a podcast about uh, building e-commerce business and uh, they were talking about the pet industry and how during covid five more million people acquired a dog good argument for uh, sumerica because uh, dogs as they said had never had it better than they do now we spend a lot of money on animals and as we have to start cut our savings the last thing that we will cut is among other things pet industry as i thought as i told you we would start to save on uh, pizza that was why i told you that um, i'm not sure how well pizza will do as we move forward and high-end products and i read that uh, some of the high-end stocks uh, luxury stocks uh, in um, in france is struggling their uh, stock prices are falling quite hard but it's very very obvious that you have to save money somewhere and even fed said the same thing the only reason that we will increase the interest rates is because we want to take away your ability to spend because when you spend you keep uh, pressure on the prices staying in occidental for the week as we move forward if the price gets very good if i see sudden changes that i do not like i will get out of it i'm preparing to go into something more uh, high risk much more high risk than occidental but i'm not sure if this is the best week if markets start to turn we start to break up some of the resistance because at nasdaq there is no resistance at 13,600 all the way up to 14,400. it will be a very very hard ride unless something majorly positive happened and the only really positive thing which i think can turn this and absolutely all economy in the world is if we start to see huge strong peace talks in ukraine because if we just start that process talking about peace and i'm so happy to see that finally some of the world leaders are starting to uh, think twice arguing the same thing that uh, we need to have peace talks at least start somewhere because these things are escalating way too far out uh, on the sideline and the risk is getting way too big despite Biden saying that yes US can easily control two fronts meaning they can control Russia and they can control Middle East but what about China and all of this and who really wants to have two uh, wars major wars going in uh, the part of the world with strong economies Yes, BRICS are building up and they are using this for whatever they are. China is using this for whatever they are. India is using this for whatever they are. And these countries are growing very far. That was a free third trading tip for you. Try to invest into, I read that Japan is again also growing after being hammered for more than three decades, almost four decades. Uh, Japan used to be a hotspot, but uh, inflation took them. Everything went sideways. Economy was destructed, but now, investments into japan again is on a huge uprise and if you get in early either if it's investing into a fund that invests into these countries you should probably do good i have done several of these trades where i invested long term into places countries uh, parts uh, world parts where i think the growth will be and enjoyed quite nice success from that and india is for sure one place you want to be japan is for some uh, certain place you want to be even brazil is doing good all of these are named in under the BRICS, uh, which is brazil russia india china etc 
and uh, that will be uh, the $1,000 challenge, as I say, will stay in auction. And for the last few minutes, what else is there to talk about? Well, I promised you that I will tell you a little bit about how to use the screener at stockinvest.us. How do you find good stocks? First off, we have to understand that we will try to play this according to how we think the market, how the trends are, and I told you they are somewhat bad. One way you can try to mitigate your risk, lowering your risk, is if you use a screener trying to find your stocks, you set in all the settings that you want, either rising trends, I recommend rising trends, uh, pivot points, bottoms, whatever you have. But you can also add one good thing, which is the PE factor. You do not want the PE factor to be way too high because uh, that is a sign that the company might be overvalued. If you are going uh, above 40 in PE, which means 40 years of income to pay for the company, a profit to pay for the company, then uh, you should have a solid reason to do so. Because eventually the companies have to prove that they actually can make that kind of valuation. So if you just do not want to spend time uh, checking into each uh, and every company, I suggest that using the filter in the screener, you go to stockinvest.us, find the screener under tools, uh, easy to use, uh, set your uh, settings, set your market, uh, RSI if you love RSI, I love RSI, use upward trends if you're looking for stocks in upward trend and do use liquidity. Set high enough liquidity, minimum 1 million I would use, because you do not want to invest into illiquid stocks. They struggle extra hard when markets go bad. Now, uh, and then, uh, as I said, that the, the tips is, why don't you use a PE ratio as well? Click generate the list and the list will be generated. Actually, it will be generated as you put in the different filters. Use the charts. There is a chart option where you can see the charts and uh, mentioned again and again. You have an amazing brain. Just use it. Your brain is wired to see patterns and looking at charts. Your brain will acquire much more information than just looking at numbers. I love watching the charts, checking all the stocks, and sometimes you just see it. it's so obvious, good opportunity. Especially, and that will be the last tip about charts, especially I would focus a little bit on the gray bars on the right hand side, which is called accumulated volume, support resistance. If there is a lot and lot of gray bars uh, below the price line, mean that you have a good support levels uh, underneath. And uh, if there is a lot above, it means that there is a lot of resistance above. These things really work. Sometimes it's very hard to move to all resistance because that is where people who bought at higher levels are waiting to sell their shares to go out in zero. As you know, I'm building a auto trader uh, at getagraph.com. It's called a shark trader. It's been doing very good, but lately I've been struggling a little bit about stop loss. As you know, if you want to trade professional, you have to use stop loss. And even when I check today uh, the situation, I see that two of the stocks did not get their stop loss properly set. Happened for uh, at least three, four uh, times last week. I have a fair idea about the issue, but the consequence is obvious. I have a certain stop loss for the stocks, and when they fall under uh, that level, they should be sold. 
But uh, in these cases, the stop loss order was not issued. Because when you order an issue, first you have to insert a buy order. When the buy order has been uh, finalized, then you can set the sell order because the stop loss is a sell order just waiting to be triggered by the trigger prices. And in uh, these cases, I thought it was Navida and another stock. Uh, this the stop loss uh, is not set, so there is much more work to do to the uh, trader. It's still 800 some dollars in profit, but it needs more work. And I hope that I will be able to put in some more work solving that issue one time for all. I did a fix uh, a few months uh, back, uh, six seven weeks back. Thought I had fixed it, but obviously I haven't because it's still dead. So that needs to be sorted out and all the other small functions need to be in place because it's time to grow also that much higher. But super happy that it is in profit. You find it at Ketagraph.com uh, under Shark Trader. At Stock Invest, <coughs> we also started to implement more uh, information about dividends uh, and how the different stocks are uh, doing, what kind of dividends they had. You will find the same information at getagraph.com because uh, Getagraph is where things are pre-developed uh, before they are moved into the main page. As usual, we are uh, 29 minutes into the podcast. It's time to wrap it up. But as usual, I will give you the personal things um, as well. And you know, I love metal detecting. And last week I was able to go. Actually, I was on Saturday. Saturday I was able to go on metal detecting. Got to the fields that I really, really wanted to go because I had high hopes. I knew very close by it was found five very large... Uh, Spanish silver coins. Uh, so I had high hopes that just maybe, maybe I would be lucky on uh, the field. Went to the field, uh, actually went to the, uh, the the people that we were told owned it, spoke with the lady and she said, yes, uh, go, because having permission is quite important. We went out on the field and after an hour on the field, maybe a tractor came and that guy was not too happy. It turned out he was the real owner but we were able to calm the situation down and he told the same story about huge findings but on another field we thanked for all the information continued for a little bit more but it was only garbage in the field a few coins but only modern coins nothing absolutely nothing interesting and then it started to rain and we ended uh, up doing just uh, a small checks uh, uh, on another field but the day came to an end without any good finds. So in terms of hobbies, because you should have a hobby last week was not a good week. But next week, the coming week, it looks like I will be joining my colleagues for a major event uh, close to the Latvian border. And I think there might be some interesting finds. And if you wonder what did I find, well of course if you tune back next week I will tell you what I found. And you will know how it went with the $1,000 challenge and you will know what I think about that week. I will even tell you how this week went. Until next week I can only wish you the very best of trading and have a super duper week. Bye.